Today's passage is from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 13. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. This is the word of the Lord. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Doug. I'm one of the pastors here at Lord's Love. I'm so glad you're able to make it in this morning on our special baptism uh, Sunday. You might be uh, at the church for the very first time. Uh, if that's the case, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome to our service. Welcome to our church and our church family here. And you might be wondering, what are you doing here? Uh, someone invited you to be here uh, for this baptism. What is baptism? What is it that we're doing here? So thanks for giving me just a quick moment here to explain what it is, what baptism is all about. Well, at the heart of baptism lies a confession and a commitment that these two members, uh, well, soon to be members of Lord's Love Church, uh, Victor and Rachel, uh, at the heart of baptism uh, lies this confession and this commitment. You see, baptism, it doesn't save you. It's a symbol of the inner faith that we have with Jesus, a symbol of our inner confession and inner commitment uh, to God. And baptism isn't something that the church demands as much as Jesus, he commands us as faithful followers of him uh, to be baptized. It's a confession, a confession that you believe in God. Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We're going to ask the baptism candidates the same question later, whether they would make this proclamation. And when they do, uh, we're going to dunk them uh, into and the water. It's also a confession that the old you is gone and that you're going to do everything you can to live for Jesus. In Romans 6, 4, we read this. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And I have a quick little illustration for us uh, to demonstrate that uh, for us, that in this world... You see this tainted water here, a little science experiment? It's tainted uh, with sin. And then Jesus comes along and changes things a little bit. See what happens? Uh, there's something called sin in this world, and it comes and it taints us. Does this turn blue? Yeah? I should have tried this a little bit more uh, before I did this. But what happens is that whenever we believe in Jesus, when we accept Jesus into our life, something amazing happens. Hopefully the water eventually will turn back into clear. <laughs> Just follow along with the illustration here, <laughs> all right? <laughs> that when we have this life in Christ that we were tainted with this sin in our lives, and once tainted, always tainted, but when Jesus comes into our lives, it changes everything about us and makes us 
purified and cleans us from the inside out. That if you're here today feeling dirty and you've made mistakes and you're ashamed of your past, Jesus comes into our lives and he changes us from the inside out. And that's what these baptism candidates are declaring here today. So baptism, it speaks into this commitment as well. Colossians 2 12, we read this, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith and working of God, through in the working of God who raised him from the dead. It, it speaks in this commitment that we have that after we baptized with him and that we died with Christ, that we're also raised with Christ into this new life. You see, this word baptism, it comes from this Greek word baptizo, and it was used in the Mediterranean Sea to describe ships that sunk into the ocean. So this word for baptism isn't actually a Christian word. It's actually a word used by sailors that when the ship sunk into the Mediterranean Sea, that ship has been baptized. So in the same way for us here today, the illustration we get, the imagery that we get is that as the person is dunked into the water, as they're baptized, fully submerged into the water, they're dying, their old selves are gone as they come up this new life is, is we witness this new life coming from out of the water. And that's the imagery, the imagery that we receive. Just like how a wedding ring is an outward sign that someone is married or a certain uniform. Uh, if I wear a chef's hat, it doesn't necessarily make me a chef, but you think I'm a chef, right? If I wear a chef's hat, you think that person is a chef. In the same way, when someone gets baptized, they go into the water, it symbolizes being buried uh, with Christ. And when they rise from the water, it symbolizes this new life that they receive. And at the end of the 40 years, 40 is really important, as we read in the passage there. There's been 40 days that Jesus is tempted. But where else do we read about the Jordan River? Before this, the Jordan River was the last point of, uh, where the Israelites had to cross into the land of promise. That it was 40 years of wandering, and they crossed over the Jordan River into the promised land where they received the promises of God. And the same way for us, baptism symbolizes that, that it comes from this, we, ha, we were once in this life of, of bondage, that we were stuck to our own sin in our own way, but it's this imagery that we went from this bondage to this freedom, from this death to this life. And I like what Max Lucado says, he's a, a pastor and author, he says this, indeed, baptism is a vow, a sacred vow of, of the believer to follow Christ. Just as a wedding celebrates the fusion of two hearts, baptism celebrates the union of uh, union of sinner with savior is it possible for an unbaptized believer to be saved yes definitely should every believer be baptized yes definitely you see baptism is a symbol of this inner faith that we have with jesus and there's reasons why jesus as we as emily just read the text for us why jesus himself got baptized jesus he exemplified what the faithful life looks like which included baptism Again, baptism doesn't save you because Jesus doesn't need saving. He doesn't need to get baptized and be like, oh, I need salvation, so I better go and get baptized. That's not why. He demonstrated what the faithful life looks like for us. He demonstrated what discipleship looks like for us. As we read in Mark 1, uh, 9 to 11, I'm not going to read the whole passage there. What I want us to focus on is verse 11, the moment that Jesus comes out of the water and he's baptized. A voice came from heaven, that's God's voice, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. And we notice three things, three things about what God says in verse 11. You are my son, this speaks to identity. Whom I love, this speaks to relationship. With you I am well pleased, this speaks to right standing, that everything is good. See, listening to and for God's voice is going to be the most important task that you do as you're about to get baptized and commit your life in this way. The most important task that you're going to do every single day because there's going to be so many voices out there. And when someone gets baptized, they also receive the same three affirmations that we see here. Sorry, we don't have any doves uh, here today uh, for you, but you will receive the same affirmations from God. See, their identity is in Christ. You are a son our daughter of God. You belong. You belong to God. As they're baptized, they're in relationship with Christ, that God loves them, and he's affirm, they're affirmed by that. They're in right standing with Christ, not because of what they have done, but because of what Jesus has done for them by dying on that cross and the Holy Spirit that now fills them as they commit their lives to him. So when you make such a big decision for Jesus, we get a warning right here after Jesus got baptized that you shouldn't be surprised by the tensions that you feel, the wrestlings 
of life, the spiritual warfare that's going to go on that you're going to experience in your life, in your school, in your family, just personally, in your spirit. We read in verse 12 to 13 that Jesus right away at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. You notice that. You notice that verse 12 begins with what? At once. Right at once when he made that commitment, he was sent out into the wilderness and he, was, he spent 40 days in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. And right after Jesus got baptized, he got tempted and so you, should be, you, should, you ought to expect that as well. Expect the spiritual warfare to come. Because Satan, he doesn't want you to succeed and enjoy this life with God. See, 40 days is a long time, but biblically it represents a time of testing, as I mentioned before. It's not testing for the sake of testing, but it's a time of testing so that God can show what he can do. How he makes all things pure. We remember, for those of us that have had some time in scripture, Moses was on mountain, Mount Sinai for 40 days before receiving the Ten Commandments. Israel went through the desert in 40 days. Noah was in the boat enduring the 40 days of rain. There was also 40 days between the resurrection of Christ and his ascension into heaven. And here, Jesus, he spends 40 days in the desert being tempted. And here's the point, that Jesus fulfills perfectly what people could not. That he is everything that he says he is. Every hope you long for, every joy that you're seeking, any fulfillment of life, Jesus is the one. Testing will come, but remember who you are. You have your wilderness moments. You will also be tempted in every way, ways that want, make you want to leave your faith. But hold on to God and who he says you are. Henry Nauer and another author says this, Over the years, I've come to realize that the greatest trap in our life is not success, popularity, or power, but self-rejection. Success, popularity, and power can indeed present a great temptation, but their seductive quality often comes from the way they are part of the much larger temptation to self-rejection. When we have come to believe in the voices that call us worthless and unlovable, then success and popularity and power are easily perceived as attractive solutions. The real trap, however, is self-rejection. As soon as someone accuses me or criticizes me, as soon as I am rejected, left alone or abandoned, I find myself thinking, well, that proves once again that I'm a nobody. My dark side says, I am no good. I deserve to be pushed aside, forgotten, rejected, and abandoned. Self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us the beloved. Being the beloved constitutes the core truth of our existence. So here's a reminder and encouragement for you is about to get baptized. Remember who you are, that you are God's daughter, that you are God's son, that you're loved beyond imagine, and God is pleased with you. And biblically, when Jesus was baptized, it was the declaration, theologically we understand this to be when he was baptized, it was the declaration that the reign of God has begun. That's what his baptism symbolizes. So today, for friends here who are getting baptized, and for the rest of us who are believers and are baptized, you will recognize this to be true too, that, that this starting point for you, you have the rest of our lives to live out your baptism ever so fully. This is just the start of your full commitment to Christ. That today, after you get baptized, you're declaring the reign of God to begin in your life in everything that you do. So what are we going to do? We're going to put you in the water, uh, obviously. Uh, but you're going to hear some stories. Uh, you're going to hear their testimonies. We're going to invite uh, the, the candidates to come on up. Uh, Rachel is going to be the first one to share. And after they get baptized, you're also going to hear a song uh, that they chose for themselves that speaks to the faith and what's been encouraging to them. Uh, so, uh, and also, Pastor Howard's going to baptize uh, Rachel. It's his first baptism, uh, I believe. We're excited for that. Uh, and then I'm going to um, take care of Victor. Uh, so, uh, so I'll invite, uh, at this time, uh, I would like to invite uh, Rachel Leung to come and share her testimony with us. Yeah, let's give it one more.
Oh, hi. Uh, um, so I've been going to Lord's Love Church for a really long time. Uh, I started going to Awana when I was maybe around three years old. My dad is Christian, but my mom isn't. And growing up, I didn't really have many conversations about faith with my parents. But my dad would always drive me and Heidi to church. After Awana, I started going to Journey Youth Group with Heidi on Saturdays. I didn't start coming on Sundays until I was about grade seven when Heidi started coming and I kind of just tagged along. Um, before I used to be incred incredibly shy, so like during service and also just that journey, I like really didn't talk to people. Coming to faith was definitely a gradual thing for me. From going to Awana, Sunday services, journey and retreats, I heard the gospel and also how God had worked in other people's lives. But like back then, school was my top priority and my main focus. So personally, I didn't spend much time seeking God and like I knew God might exist, but I did not spend, like I did have a lot of doubts. And in about grade 10, I did not have much faith in God. I wasn't even entirely sure if he existed. And I definitely did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, I started getting this fear of death because I was afraid of being judged by God if he turned out to be actually real. In January of 2020, so almost the second half of grade 10, I started reading the Bible. I don't remember the exact reason why, but I was probably connected to wanting to understand more about Christianity and maybe looking for proof to whether God is real. I started with the Old Testament, like I read through Genesis and half of Exodus, but then it kind of got too confusing. Uh, when the pandemic started, that's what really made me reflect more. With the sudden stop of school and everything else, it gave me a lot of time to think about where I put my values. And then in January of 2021, I downloaded the Bible app on my phone. Soon after, I started reading the New Testament. Right now, I actually just finished reading Revelation like a few days ago. Uh, when I first started reading, I realized that even though I had gone to church for so long, I didn't know much about the Bible, and I would say that what I read definitely wasn't what I was expecting. And while reading, at first I used provided plans from the Bible app, and from that I found out about, find, found out about Through the Word, which, in a, which is an app that provides a short audio guide for each chapter of the Bible. I started using it, and that really helped me understand what I was reading and gave me more motivation to keep reading. Going through the New Testament was when I really started to grow in my faith. It convinced me that God is indeed real and that Jesus did die on the cross to save people because all the stories and the letters in the Bible just didn't seem like they could be made up, especially with all the specific details that are provided and how it just kind of fits in with history. And also, as I read the Bible, I started seeing, like, how the life I was living was just not right. I saw how my values were in the wrong place, how I was so impatient and constantly annoyed and how so much of what I did was for myself. And I knew I couldn't keep living like that, but I was powerless to ch ch like change. And eventually though, as I continued to seek God, I did see how my mindset did start shifting. Through everything, I struggled with a lot of doubt on whether God loves me and whether I was saved. Like, I knew Jesus' death on the cross meant the forgiveness of sins, but I had a hard time connecting that with my life. I knew that Jesus saved others, but I doubted whether his sacrifice was actually for me as well. And that doubt like, mostly stemmed from a sin in my life that had been affecting me for a really long while and that like, kept making me feel a lot of guilt and shame. And probably because of that doubt on whether God loves me, I really wanted to talk to someone about faith. Like, I guess besides Heidi, because I did talk to her, but she didn't always have all the answers, and she encouraged me to talk to someone else as well. And I was kind of too afraid to go ask anyone, though, so it took me a really long time to actually reach out. But eventually, this January, with encouragement from Heidi, I asked Lavelle if we could call to talk sometime, and we ended up doing that. And we met up a few more times after, and talking to her was really helpful because she was able to answer a lot of the questions that I had. I, I ended up calling with Jermaine as well in April, initially just to ask her about her story and how she came to faith, but I actually ended up telling her about the sin that I had struggled with for a while. And talking about it was really freeing because it kind of lifted this burden that I felt I had, and that's when I like, actually started understanding God's grace. I also called with Queenie in April, then with Joyce in May. Each time as I talked with people, God erased more and more of my doubt on whether he loves me and I also started seeing how God was 
working in my own life as well, and I saw how a lot of my prayers were answered. Like how two years ago, I struggled with insomnia, but after I asked Lavelle to pray for me, I gradually started sleeping well again. And there was also the Bible plan on the book of Matthew that I did with Madeline. I remember when I asked her to do it with me, like last year in October or November, I really didn't know how it was going to go. And I remember thinking to myself that if something actually came out of it, it would be God's doing. And now last month, me and Madeline finished going through the book together, and I think we were both able to learn a lot through that. As to when I actually believed in Jesus and believed that he died on the cross to save me from my sins, uh, I'm not really sure. I know before, like one or two years ago, I would tell my friends that I was Christian just because I went to church. But looking back, that wasn't really true. I think around April or May of this year when is when I would have started was start calling myself a believer. Uh, it wasn't really until the day after the first baptism class that I remember making this conscious decision to follow Jesus. I still wasn't sure yet though, if I was ready for baptism. And I'll be honest, I think part of me was just still doubting, but I ended up calling with Reverend Doug and that made me think of all that God has done and I just couldn't say he hasn't been working in my life. And if he is working on my life, then he is watching over me and he does love me. And that's kind of when I decided to get baptized. Uh, yeah, so here I am now. Uh, I think before I thought that when I accepted Christ, everything would just make sense and I wouldn't struggle with anything anymore. Uh, now I know I was wrong because there are still a lot of things I struggle with. I still see ways I need to change, but I know that God will continue to work in my life and guide me. And I choose to follow Jesus and to trust him and to keep seeking him because he is ultimately the only one who can fulfill me. Hello. There it goes. Well, um, Rachel, uh, thank you for sharing your story, um, sharing your God story and how it was in your life. And it's been a long journey um, of a lot of doubt, wrestling, and now we're finally here. Uh, but before I baptize you, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And then uh, we'll, I will dunk you. So, Rachel, do you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? I do. Do you choose to follow Jesus and live for him? I do. All right. So, so in obedience to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and upon your confession of faith, I will now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.
Testing. Hello everyone, my name is Victor and this is my testimony. Let me first share about my life before I started coming to church and developing a relationship with Christ. My life before I came to faith felt like I was just existing and not knowing the meaning of life and feeling very lost. I grew up with immigrant parents who didn't know how to speak English and my Cantonese wasn't that good. There was always this language barrier between my parents and I. I could never really share emotional thoughts with my parents or have proper conversations with them without struggling or altering the meaning of what I was trying to say. As a result, I was not emotionally close to my family. I just dealt with problems on my own or let them go away. I never really had support as I do now with God in the church community. I grew up as a normal child, just like everyone else. Unfortunately, one day my life changed when my dad was diagnosed with an illness and it became terminal. He passed away, leaving my mom, my sister, and I. I grew up without a father figure in my life, and my mom was left to raise us. I'm so grateful that she raised us right and never once gave up, even though my sister and I weren't the most well-behaved kids. No matter what, I will always be grateful for my mom and my dad for leaving their life behind in China to immigrate to a foreign country, Canada, starting a family here so that my sister and I could have a better future. As I grew up, I knew I wasn't like the other kids at school because I only had one parent and our family didn't have much money. Despite not having much, I'm still grateful for everything I had growing up. A loving family, a roof over my head, clean water to drink and enough food to eat. What else could you need, right? As I matured and made my way through high school, I always felt very lost and questioned the meaning of life. I thought to myself, we're all born, go to school, get a degree, maybe start a family, and then work full time till we're 65 years old. We then retire and that's the end of life. I always thought to myself, there must be something more to life. What is our purpose? As I got older, I questioned the purpose of life more and more. Where my life changes when I started my faith journey. My journey from growing up in a non-religious family to having faith in God started in 2019. That year, one of my friends, Anthony Tang, as you may know him, invited me to retreat with the Journey Youth. He told me it was a Christian camp before I signed up and that not many Christian practices would be taking place. At first, I found it extremely odd that we were honoring this God by singing worship songs and praying. I thought to myself, who was this Jesus? Strangely enough, even though I didn't know who Jesus was and how much I would eventually come to realize how much I needed him, I felt his presence throughout the retreat. I felt that something, someone was out there looking out for me and protecting me. It was a strange but comforting feeling. I can now confirm that that must have been the presence of God. After the retreat, I didn't continue coming to church or the Journey Youth program. I just didn't think I could commit myself, even though some of my other friends who got invited to the retreat with me kept attending the Journey Youth program, I didn't continue going. I felt that I would be going for the sake of my friends and not actually intending to form a connection with God, whether he was real or not. It was either I was fully committed or not at all. After the retreat with Journey, I returned to my normal life. And around late 2020 to early 2021, I felt that I wanted to make an effort and learn about who this Jesus was. I had so many questions, such as, what about other religions? Are they complete nonsense? Why Christianity? If God is so great, why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? I was almost afraid to ask questions because I didn't want to come off as rebellious or disrespectful. So I asked a friend, Katie, who first gave me some answers but couldn't answer all my questions. She referred me to Pastor Howard. We called over Zoom a couple times where we discussed my faith-related questions. That time was right around when the Alpha course started, June 2021. Howard recommended I sign up for the Alpha course, a course where you learn about the basics of Christianity and who Jesus is, specifically designed for new believers like me. I attended the Alpha course of an open mind, not expecting much from it. During the Alpha course, we listened to other people's stories, how they had come to faith and how they had been changed by God. We learned about who Jesus is, why he's our Lord and Savior, and most importantly, we got to ask and discuss our many questions. There I met Reverend Doug, who ran the course, who was so approachable, kind, warm, and welcoming. 
He's helped me grow so much spiritually. I can confidently say that without him, I don't think I'd be here today reading my testimony to everyone. After the Alpha course concluded, I started to attend Sunday service, which was held online and eventually in person when COVID restrictions lifted. Eventually, Doug and I started meeting bi-weekly for me to discuss my faith questions. We started going through a book together, which is called Starting Point by Anne-Lee Stanley. It's a conversation guidebook about faith aimed at new believers to understand where they are at their beliefs and to learn about simple topics, such as what grace and sin is, who Jesus is, and much more. I knew that I had accepted Christ into my life when I had subconsciously started praying to God whenever I was going through a hard time or even felt grateful for something good going on in my life. I've gained a new perspective on life that I believe since I gained faith in God that I believe he has given me. Being able to feel grateful for everything I have, most importantly, God, my friends and family, and their church community. From time to time, I think about the church and how I feel that I belong to this community, this family that I could never walk away from. During Sunday services, I'd always feel the Holy Spirit work within me. Singing along to worship songs gave me joy and goosebumps. It became official on April 4th, 2022, when I'd accepted Jesus into my life. That day, Doug and I had our scheduled meetings where we caught up and talked about where I was with my faith over lunch. He drove me home and asked me if I'd accepted Jesus into my life, and I had responded, yes, I have. Hearing the news, he prayed for me to receive God, and it became official. During that prayer, as Doug would call it, the salvation prayer or believer's prayer, I felt this feeling of peace and joy, but at the same time, I felt almost emotional in a good way. Since then, I wondered if I was ready to be baptized, if I was ready for the next step of commitment towards my relationship with God. The thought of baptism kept coming to my mind, and I finally decided to take that leap of faith. Here I am today telling you all my story. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 5 has really spoken to me. It says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace which you have been saved. I know that even though I didn't do anything to deserve God's grace, he has given me mercy and has saved me through eternal salvation the moment I had faith in him. I know that I am a broken and sinful human being and so need God in my life. My life since attending church, forming a relationship with Jesus, and being a part of the Lord's Love Church family has changed for the better. I feel so much hope and joy for my life going forward, knowing that God has a purpose for me, knowing that he was the ultimate sacrifice, dying on the cross for our sins, that we are all saved by his grace. I know that even though I didn't have a biological father to teach me and guide me as I grew up, I still have our good, good father, Jesus Christ, walking alongside me for the rest of eternity. I acknowledge that even though I have accepted God into my life, life won't be perfect and that there will still be ups and downs. I know that I will struggle with my faith from time to time, but I just know that no matter what, God will be with me. Today, I accept you, Jesus, you have saved me. Thank you for sharing your story and for glorifying God uh, and following him in this way. So I'm going to ask you a few questions uh, before we dunk. Do you want your glasses on? Off? I'll have my glasses on. Yeah, glasses on. Okay, all right, all right. Up to you. Up to you. Yeah. So uh, do you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? I do. Do you choose to follow and to live for Jesus? I do. One thing we didn't, I didn't say before was that as we baptize here, it's actually the whole church baptizing together. So I want you to join in with me when I say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, as we dunk him together uh, into the water. So upon the profession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
pool that got baptized are going to get changed, get ready. Um, I invite you all to stand again with me, and we're just going to do um, more worship with the, the two songs that they chose um, that reflect how they got to um, the baptismal today. So start with Lead Me to the Cross.
I'll be, I'll be seated. Uh, we're going to go into a time of continue celebrating in this service uh, for, our, for membership. Uh, so I'm going to explain a little bit what membership means here at, at Lord's Love Church. I mean, put up this. Yep, very good. Our AV team is, everyone's on overdrive today, <laughs> serving in a lot of capacities, so they're doing an amazing job. So membership at Lord's Love, it's an opportunity for us as a church uh, to come together. You, you, what you heard in the stories there, uh, in the testimonies, were stories of the relationships and the people that all made a difference. And that's what it means to be a church family, that we come together to support one another and to love each other in that way. In 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 14, we read this, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So us here today, we all make up different parts of Christ's body. We all have different roles, but you all have a purpose, and you all have a calling uh, to serve in the church. And that's what Rachel and, and Victor want to declare before everyone here today, is that this is the, the church uh, that they feel called to be at, uh, that they're affirming that this is a place that Jesus is reigning and they're going to make sure that Jesus continues to reign here at church. In the same way, we're going to support them and take care of them and to love them the best way that we know how uh, so that they can continue on in their discipleship uh, as well. So I want to invite them up at this time uh, and for them to read the membership covenant here at Lord's Love together. I know I have a mic. Uh, it's a little bit louder, but if you could read it as well. Uh, along with me, uh, that would be great. See, at the heart of membership, it's not just like going, becoming a member at a gym. Like, that's not the point of, of this or our social club or something like that. At the heart of membership is a covenant, uh, which is a promise. Uh, a promise that we as a church are making to them and a promise that they are making to the church here uh, and a promise to God. So let's just read this all together. Uh, and then at the end, I'll pray for you. And then we'll have some more photos and gifts and I'll invite people up uh, to do that. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Having received Christ as my Lord and Savior and being in agreement with Lord's Love Church's faith and leadership, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to become a member and to be united with God's family here at Lord's Love Church. In doing so, I commit myself to God and to our church by embodying the following. Protecting the unity of our church. By loving God and being loved by his people, by engaging in wholesome talk and the building up of others, by connecting through fellowship, by following the leadership, sharing in the responsibilities of our church, by praying for its growth, by inviting and reaching out to those who have not yet know Jesus, by helping people receive the love of Christ, by warmly welcoming those who visit, building up and serving in the ministries of our church, by discovering my gifts and talents, by being equipped by the leadership, by developing a servant's heart. Lastly, supporting the testimony of our church by living out the love of Christ, by attending faithfully, by giving regularly. Okay, so I'm going to ask you uh, a question here, and you can reply with, I do, if you do. Uh, do you feel called to Lord's Love Church as your home and to commit yourself to the brothers and sisters in Christ at Lord's Love Church in this way? In the same way, this is also a promise for you, the church, if you're a member here of Lord's Love and you call Lord's Love your home, uh, this is for you too. If you do, please say, I do. So Lord's Love Church, do you commit yourself to our brother and sister in Christ in this way, promising with all that we are to love them well, to walk alongside them faithfully, and to help them grow spiritually in the Lord. If you do, please say, we do. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Victor and for Rachel and just for the commitment to you through baptism today and membership, God. We thank you, Lord, for your story that you, that is, that's being written in their lives. Lord, you knew them when they were still in their mother's womb. You knew them by name and you, Lord, know everything about them, God. And Lord, we commit them into your hands, God, that they will walk faithfully with you all the days of their lives. Lord, that as they call Lord's Love Church their home, God, may we as a church, God, just love them sacrificially and wholeheartedly giving ourselves to them. In the same way, God, may they, Lord, love you here in this church, in this context, God. May they discover, Lord, their purpose. Uh, and may they be uh, their best, Lord, here at Lord's Love. And may they follow your calling here in whatever ways that you're calling them to be and to live. 
So we lift them up into you, and we, Lord, we pray that your spirit will go before them and that you hem them around, all around and that you protect them all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, I would like, at this time, uh, we have a, a moment of photos and just presenting some gifts. So uh, Jermaine, who's a member of our board, board uh, secretary, uh, uh, secretary of the board right now, and also Aaron Ma, who's currently the department head of the English 